Simplified Chaos, Episode 6. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, hey, lovely friends. Welcome back. This is one of your hosts, Jillian, and I am with my co-host, Nicholas. Hello, everybody. And Lucille, our seventh-month-old baby, is with us again, and uh, she was napping in the car, and then she decided to wake up, so we're really hoping that she she drifts off to sleep again. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens. You were getting ready to say seven-month-year-old, weren't you? I know. I always want to say seven-month-year-old, but (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. I hear you. pretty sure I said that on a previous episode, and I was like... Dang it. <laughs> we won't make the same mistake twice. Or maybe we will, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, Jilly, I'm feeling grateful. Are you? I am. This is what we do at this part of the episode. I know. I am feeling grateful for Boston Market. <laughs> we don't even eat in Boston Market. I haven't Boston eaten Market. at a Boston Market in probably 20 years. Yeah, that's that probably right, about 20 years. And the reason I'm grateful for Boston Market is they gave me my great chicken cutting skills. And the reason I'm saying that is I had to cut two rotisserie chickens today for you. And I'm for- grateful for that. <laughs> Thank you. And it wouldn't be possible. Well, it would be possible. It'd be a mess. But Boston Market gave me those skills to they taught cut well. a chicken correctly. And it's kind of funny because your first job was at a chicken place, and my yes. first job was at Wings to Go, but I didn't cut rotisserie chickens. I just fried chicken wings. and Chicken brings us together. <laughs> I guess it does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm. So yes, Boston Market, thank you for those fine skills you gave me. Well, thank you because I don't have to cut chicken either. No. And you even cut the turkey in Thanksgiving, which is even and better. Very similar. <laughs> it you is. do it very similar. The anatomy is similar, just a slightly larger Absolutely. bird. Absolutely. So, Jilly, are you grateful? I'm very grateful today, and I was trying to find a way to say what I was grateful for without being too specific, but I almost want to get specific because I think some people don't talk about it. Okay. I'm grateful for postpartum. Ooh, interesting. So, obviously, I'm seven months postpartum right now, and... When I was pregnant, nobody talked about postpartum. Everyone talks about childbirth and just being pregnant. Nobody talks about the aftermath, the healing process, how long it may or may not take. And I will say that going through postpartum and realizing what my body can go through and how long it takes to heal, because mm-hmm. for those who, who don't know, I did have a unmedicated birth and it was wonderful and beautiful and painful all at the same time. It was glorious. And I had an episiotomy and had no idea how long it was going to take to heal. I mean, do you remember me going on walks with you and me going like as slow as a snail trying yeah. to like waddle? Yeah. And you thought we can do our full walks and about halfway through we had to cut through and, and get back to the house because it was just too much. And I will say I took walking for granted, I think. I didn't realize the joy of just going on a stroll gave me until I realized that walking was a struggle. Just trying to walk was really rough. (laughs) And sex was not enjoyable. And I 
was scared to death to have sex with you. So I'm like, yeah, uh, I remember. It's like a war zone down there. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about you going in there. I don't even want to go in there and look. Mm-mm. And I will say that sex just now started feeling back to normal. I'm back, baby. And it took six to seven months. But nobody talks about it. And right. I, I really wish more women would talk about the healing process because I think it needs to be known. And it would make me feel more comfortable or future moms feel more comfortable about just talking about it and just saying, hey, like, it's going to suck a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. your body has to heal and it may, you're not going to be a spring chicken. I mean, some people are. Some people are like ready to get back in the game in like a week later, which is fantastic. But for me, it took a really long time. Right. And I, I really took certain simple things for granted, like sex and walking and now that i'm back you know i'm back at it and i feel back to my quote unquote normal self it's just it's fantastic now <laughs> that's good and, and and i think that they do they, their their main concern is the baby and making sure the baby's taken care of and they don't tell you what you need to expect as a mom and and what's going to happen to you how your body's going to change how, what the healing process is even mentally like physically that's one thing i think but mentally, it's it's a game changer, too. Right. Like, obviously, there's postpartum depression, and you don't really know what it is because nobody talks about it or what to do if you do experience it or what it's like. And so I just kind of want to, like, highlight that to any moms who are going to be moms for the first time. Like, talk about it. Don't be afraid to. Right. There's a lot of people that know what you're going through. It's just one of those topics that it's just hushed, and I, I don't know why. Let's, so let's open it up. Let's let's spread the word, moms, and talk about it and be real. So that way we have a sense of community. We feel like we're not alone. You are not alone if you are having a baby or if you had a baby and you experienced any of that fun stuff afterwards. So yeah. I think we just, yeah. Reach just out to bring Jill. Awareness. <laughs> she'll, she'll tell you the truth. Absolutely. So any new moms out there or new moms to be, if you have any questions, Jill is certainly happy to answer them for you. <laughs> I and will she be will open not hold and anything honest, back. Yes. <laughs> so what are we getting into today, Jill? So today's episode is all about meal planning. Nice. We are going to be talking about why we started simplifying meal planning. We are talking about the the steps we took, the benefits, which is always our favorite parts to talk about what great things came out of it, and the resources we've used to help Perfect. us with the whole process cuz I'm excited. There's a lot there's a lot going on in meal planning or some people think there is, but it really is a lot simpler than we all think. We're going to simplify it for you. <laughs> so, yeah, if you are one of those people who are trying to figure out what to make and if if planning dinners or lunches stresses you out, this can absolutely help you out. You know, if you find yourself eating out more because there's not enough time in the morning to to pack a lunch, Meal planning can help with that and and save you some money. And we'll, we'll get into some of those benefits a little bit later on. But I think before we get into our why, Jill, on, on why we started meal prepping, I think it's a good idea for us to give people some background on what we were doing before we started meal planning. And it wasn't chaotic, I don't think. I mean, it, it may have it been a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, when we first started dating, we were living in separate households. You know, I lived in Baltimore and you were living, you know, where we're at right now. And, you know, when you would come over to my house, um, you know, I would cook dinner. Um, you know, we would kind of talk during out during the day on what we were feeling for dinner. And, you know, we would, you would make it, you know, we had our pizzas, we had 
Stir Friday. Stir fry. <laughs> Man, we're on point. We need to bring that back. Stir Friday. Stir Friday. I do miss Stir Friday. Thank you, Archer. <laughs> um, so, you know, and then when I went to your house, you know, you would cook or, you mostly know, my mom. mostly your mom. Because um, my mom was still living here at the time and she loves being a mom and she loves <laughs> taking care of us and cooking. So it was one of those things where I just kind of let her do that because she enjoyed cooking and, you know, having a meal for us. And yeah. I would help, but it wasn't really my sole responsibility then. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there was, you had your mom cooking here. You know, I would cook at my place or if you would come over to my place early and maybe cook, cook too because you get off early and, you know, I work late and that's just kind of the way it's been since we've been together. You're always the, the first one home mm-hmm. due to the nature of your work and what time your school opens and closes. So then we got married and I moved into this house down that, that we own. And meals, once your mom moved out, started falling more on you because you're home early. Yes. So talk a little bit about how you how that worked for you. You know, was it stressful? What made you want to start meal prepping? I'm trying not to laugh because Lucille is just sticking out her tongue. And no like, problem. She's adorable. I'm glad it's no problem for you. Yeah. Man, I really wish you could breastfeed. <laughs> uh, I'll pass. Uh, so <laughs> I think it was definitely um, a struggle in the beginning because we didn't have a rhythm. We had to find our rhythm. Right. We had to figure out, you know, when we wanted to go shopping, how we were going to think about meals, find out what meals we both wanted to eat. Because right. I know some people have different tastes. Luckily for me, you eat whatever I eat. I'm very open. You're, I'm not picky. I don't eat pickles. And I, I, yes, and I appreciate that. <laughs> and I know for some people it may be a struggle because your taste buds may be completely different than your spouse's or your partner's right. or whoever you're living with. But I think just being open and flexible helped the process a lot more, just trying new things. So I feel like we kind of found our rhythm. We decided, hey, on the weekends, we're going to go grocery shopping. Saturday or Sunday, right. we're going to use one of those days. We weren't very rigid with our expectations, we just said, on the weekend, we're going to grocery shop. Mm-hmm. And we consistently did that. But before we grocery shopped, I said, we need to have some type of plan. Right. <laughs> this chick is out of control. <laughs> Lip smacking away. Yeah. So we had to figure out what we were going to have for dinner. And I think in the beginning, we just randomly would pick out recipes. We would look online. Mm-hmm. Oh, this looks interesting. Oh, this looks interesting. Why don't we try this? Come to find out, it was super stressful and overwhelming because following a recipe that you're not used to cooking, it you're constantly looking at your phone or a cookbook, right. and the recipes I would pick weren't the easiest all the time, and it took time. And when you come home from work, you don't really want to follow sometimes a new recipe you're not right. familiar with and take the time to And of course, if you have kids, I mean, but back then I didn't have kids, so you know I had that time to willy-nilly like right. take my time and do this and do that but it's a well, game changer now with her and i want to kind of step in and and i didn't wasn't planning on talk about this but just thought about it as you were talking you know the blue apron and and all those different companies that send a meal to your place you know they talk about convenience but it's still a lot of prep work that goes into to making a meal no. and so it's yeah. it's basically they're sending you the ingredients for a meal. You're saving you the the trip to the to the store. Yes. And providing all that, but it's still you're doing just as much prep, if it not does. more, 
for some of these meals. So and it's not no, a bad not, thing if you not. have the time. Yeah, absolutely. But I, yeah. I guess it's more of you know if you don't want to go to the grocery store, you know, yeah, Blue Apron and those places, uh, different. Types and if you don't want to make decisions on meals, they do say like these are the menus. These, yeah, this is the recipes you're going to have this week. So we're taking the decision making out for you, right? Um, which was nice. And we did try. We tried Blue Apron. We tried Green Chef. We tried Terrace Kitchen. We tried all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was a temporary fix. It was like a Band-Aid, yeah. I would say. And it adds up. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's that's not. true. Um, so we kind of had to figure out how can we make planning mun- planning munches, planning lunches and planning dinner just easier. And it, it's really not that complicated. But for some reason, I feel like we tend to want to overcomplicate things. And I think that's because we compare. We know, restaurants have these elaborate, delicious meals. You know, there's... You know, maybe your friends are cooking elaborate meals or, you know, Green Chef and all their recipes are very fancy. And I feel like we think we have to keep up with that and they have to be fancy and elaborate. But really, eating healthy is not is not complicated. We I think we complicated ourselves. We We think we have to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, with food and meal presentation. And it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Eating healthy is just putting as close to natural food in your body. And that's it. You add an extra sauce in there. That's even better. But I feel like once we realized that eating healthy didn't have to be complicated, it was like, all right, so let's talk about what meals we both like. Mm -hmm. And so before we get into the steps that we took on how we started meal planning, why did you want to start meal planning, Jill? What was the big thing that that said, hey, I need to start doing this? Well, number one, my number one priority is my health. Without it, I mean, I can't do anything. I mean, when they say that health is wealth, they are absolutely, it's so true. Like, your body only feels as good as your gut. Right. And if you don't know about your gut or you have no background on nutrition, I feel like you don't have to be a nutritionist. You don't have to be a dietitian. And I guess it'd be nice to say that I am a nutrition and wellness consultant. So I did read about nutrition and I did study it because I felt like it was important for, I feel like everyone to know. Like, right. I feel Food's like such a mystery. It really is. And it's, Probably because the government confuses you. The government. This is healthy, but it really isn't. Right. <laughs> so, I the think, government gave us the food pyramid, which is a crock of shit. <laughs> it really is. Don't follow the food pyramid, guys. And I, I want to strongly recommend anybody who doesn't know about nutrition. It's not hard to find out more information. The internet is at our fingertips, and all like, all you have to do is type in like healthy food or. What do I need to know about gut health? Or, I mean, there's so many words and keywords you can, you know, search for and find out about health. Right. There are, <laughs> there are a lot of resources out there, and we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Yes. But anyway, um, so food is directly connected to our health. And I want to do a lot of things in my life. I want to travel with you. Mm-hmm. You know, before we started, I wanted to have babies and <laughs> have a family. And I can only do that if I'm feeling my best. Right. And who wants to not feel their best and just be tired and non-energized and, you know, just sucky. <laughs> so when I realized that food is directly related to how I, yeah. like input is directly related to output, what I put in my body is directly related to what I can do. I was, I was motivated to change not only what we were eating but mm-hmm. how we were doing it right. and how to how can i make this a simple process for us right 
I want Lucille to learn health and nutrition. And without us knowing, how is she going to learn? Right. They're not teaching it in school. No, not Properly at all. or at all. I can say that being a public school teacher. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they give you documents and curriculum materials, but... They're from of, the government. A lot of teachers are also going to say, when am I going to have the time? And it's so true. There's there's so much... I, I mean, I could go off on a well, ramble about Well, teachers aren't educated education. on it either, so how can they pass that information along to their students? Very true. So I think it's... The parents have to take that control into their own hands and learn about nutrition and model it and teach it to their kids so that they know what to do when they get older Absolutely. and involve them in the process, involve them in cooking and shopping and how to prepare meals. And it's it's not complicated, like, like I said before. So this was important for me, not yeah. only for me to feel great and to do the things I want to do in life, but to also help my future child know what to do. Yeah. I mean, right now all you have to do is lift your bra up and boom, she's got food. <laughs> I wish it was that easy for us sometimes. <laughs> so what steps did you start taking when, when you said, okay, I need to start meal planning. This is going to help me out tremendously as far as health, as far as saving time. What initial steps did you start taking in order for you to start meal planning? I will first say that I had to change my mindset about cooking. I feel like I was getting into that attitude that like, oh, cooking is such a nuisance. I don't have time for this. And that's when I would, you know, run out to fast food joints or pick up just not healthy alternatives. It's not, uh, it's tough when there's a Wawa less than a half a mile up the street from us. And what I realized is I have to, so good. I almost have to put blinders on with all of the choices we have that sure. are not healthy. Yeah. And realize that cooking shouldn't be a nuisance. Eating isn't a nuisance. If it's a priority, I should make the time for it. Like this is the one body I have. Right. And I, I know for a lot of people it, it is a chore. It it is it takes time. It takes time, you know, and and we're busier now than ever, but you know, if we really look at what we're doing is are we busy or are we just taking a few minutes away from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is? I mean, that's not busy to me. That's trying to fill time. And so if that's more important than your health, then, you know, this podcast episode's probably not for you. But we're here for people who, you know, realize that, hey, you know what? There is time to cook. And so I think that's a big part of it is you, you have to make time. And over time, it can become enjoyable. Like you start cooking different things, things that are out of your element, mm -hmm. things that you've never tried before. And then when you have success with them and the family enjoys them, you know, it, it motivates you to want to do better the next time. So I feel like it's a matter of also just getting started. And the whole changing my mindset, instead of saying I have to cook dinner, I changed my wording to I am able to cook dinner, which is amazing. Yes. I have two arms, two, <laughs> two feet, a brain. I can, we have electricity, electricity that runs the stove so or many, gas. For yes. those of you who have gas, God, I wish we, we had gas. We should be so grateful that we can cook. Yes. We are able to cook. And I had to change that mindset. And instead of looking cooking mm -hmm. as another thing to do, I had to take the time and say, I'm able to do this for my body. I have one body and I need to respect it. Yeah. So what can I do to treat my body the best way I can? Right. And it's, you know, it's kind of a funny thing is like when you go into a lot of people's houses, the most elaborate place is the kitchen and it's the least used. 
in some homes. I in mean, some homes. I'm not. I'm just kind of saying, right. you know. But kitchens are like the biggest things in the houses. Like everyone's like, oh, your kitchen's got this or this. And how often are you using that? Are you you really utilizing kitchens to, to their, their full, full potential? Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. But I uh, I will add that not only changing my mindset in the beginning, but also decluttering our kitchen helps yes. make cooking more enjoyable too. Because check out episode five. <laughs> there's not crap everywhere and it's hard to find tools you need and just looking at all the clutter in your kitchen stresses you out because you're like where are my mixing bowls where is this where is that just having less in your kitchen and less on your counter spaces just that openness that you have that freedom to prepare meals and cook and invite people to join you and that's the other thing cooking is an experience that can you know be for bonding with your family like why does it just have to be one person? Right. Invite other family members to help and be involved in the process. Yeah, especially, you know, that's if you have how kids, kids learn yeah. too. If you have kids, you know, have them help out. And, and oftentimes even, they're yeah. they're eager to help out, you know. You if know. you're excited about it, yeah. they become excited about it. Absolutely. And, you know, I I think especially on the weekends, the best meals we prepare are ones that you and I do together, whether it's me doing eggs so and sweet. something else and then you t- handling another portion of it so that it all comes together and we have one nice meal. Like, we don't do that often, but when we do do it, yeah. do do, um, <laughs> it, it turns out great, and it's it's a fun thing. It's something that you and I, and both you and I, enjoy food. You know, um, who doesn't I, enjoy eating? I know, You're crazy if you don't enjoy eating. <laughs> it's so good, but anyways, I mean, I think you know, steps that we we can talk about is one a just do it, like just start cooking. It doesn't have to be great, but at least start. just start, just start doing it. Organize your kitchen. Figure out where everything is. Get rid of things that you're not using. Um, anything else as far as... And we just talked about just changing your mindset about cooking. Yeah. It's not another thing to do. We should appreciate that we can it's cook. It's what fuels our, our being. It's what fuels us to... But I think there's so much chaos in our life, we forget what it... It's the most important the thing. The root of like us thriving. Like what helps us thrive and have energy to do all these wonderful things in life. And we forget that it all starts back at food. Right. Like that is our core. That is right. what is going to fuel us to do anything in life. Exactly. So just stepping back and remembering what powers us and right. that it goes right back to food. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you go about grocery shopping for the week. Cause I think that's an important step as far as meal planning. It's, it's the first step. You have to get the food from the store. So when you go to the grocery store, what's your approach? Well, before I even make my list, we first have to plan out what are we going to have for lunch and what are we going to have for dinner? Okay. Because I can't make a list unless I know what we're cooking. Exactly. And I don't want to waste money buying things if we're not going to use it and we're not going to eat it. Yeah. We don't want it sitting in the pantry or in the refrigerator and no. then expiring and exactly. then us having to throw it out. So having a plan for lunches and the meals that we're cooking for the week. So the first thing we did was we talked together and we found out what meals do we actually enjoy eating. We enjoy eating pizza. We enjoy eating pasta. We enjoy eating breakfast. And then... Tacos. Tacos. And and soon to come back, Stir Friday. And Stir Friday. And looking at those things that we liked and thinking, all right, how can we tweak them so that they're healthier? Right. You know, I mean, pizza can be pepperoni, cheese, and sauce. Is that really a full nutritious meal no how can we tweak pizza to make it a healthier choice for us so that we're thriving instead of just surviving exactly so we started talking about well let's start adding vegetables to our pizza like broccoli so we 
we simply just thought about the meals we loved and we just tweaked it to add some more vegetables involved. And, and it was really the simple. The nice thing about pizza is we can do it differently every week. You know, mm-hmm. one week we put arugula on top. The next week we do broccoli. The next week we do uh, Brussels sprouts. We've put Brussels sprouts on pizzas before. So it's a fun way to introduce vegetables to kids too. We've found different ways. We're not eating the same pizza every week. We've got different ways to make a pizza. And it keeps it fun and exciting. And I think that's how Designated Meal Nights was born. And I talk a lot about Designated Meal Nights on my Instagram <laughs> people are probably like, oh my God, is she talking about that again? But I will say like having a designated meal for each night of the week, it it saves my sanity and I feel calmer and just knowing that we're doing this every Monday, it helps me, like I don't even have to think about decision-making. Yeah, so Monday is typically a pasta dish. Tuesday is taco Tacos, Tuesday, taco Wednesday's Tuesday. pizza, Thursday is kind of Brenner. either Brenner or if we have leftovers or mm-hmm. if we're feeling spunky and want to make something else. Yeah. And then Friday can be a toss up. It could be a date night. It could be take leftovers. It could be takeout. It could be Brenner again. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday's kind of the wild card. And then the weekends, um, you know, it just depends on what we have planned. You know, we and we share a calendar, so we know what we have going on on the weekend. So Google Calendar, thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we 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 have our weekdays planned out. We know because the meal. we're going from mm-hmm. we're going to work. You know, on the weekends it's a little easier for us to go and, and do things on the fly because we're not at work all day. You know, we're we're able to be at home and communicate. We have more flexibility. We're mm-hmm. more flexible, but I, I think week. it's I think it's critical to have a plan during the week. Yes, especially with our schedule. Like the last thing we want to do is run to the grocery store and last minute pick something to eat. It's nice that we have a plan. I come home already knowing what we're going to have, how to put it together because these are meals that we talked about that are easy for us and comfortable doing. Right. And I think it's nice knowing that you're comfortable doing it too. So in case that I'm not home to start dinner or prepare dinner, I know that you can handle it because right. these are meals we talked about together. It goes back to communication. Yeah. You know, what are meals that we're both comfortable in, you know, carrying out that if there's something where I have to stay after school, you can get it started without any problems. Guys, don't use that excuse. You don't know how to cook. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> but and here's the other thing. I'm excited because I just started a new job, which is closer to home. I can work earlier hours and I can get home earlier so I'm excited because I can then relieve some of that. Like if you're just having a stressful day and, and just can't cook, I can come home and be home in time in order to prepare a meal and still eat dinner at a decent time. Mm-hmm. So I'm extremely grateful for the new opportunity that I have and being able to contribute more in the food department, in the in the meal department. So that would be wonderful. I'm looking forward to that. And I want to fire that girl up more. Yes. Yeah, so. I don't use it enough. <laughs> Um, so yes, definitely having designated meal nights and having a meal specifically for each day of the week helps us and it helps us stay laser focused on that's what we're cooking. What can we do to differ it up each week? So like for pizza, sometimes we'll put pepperoni on it. Yep. Next week we might use chicken sausage. So it already helps take that stress out of like just deciding what to eat. It's just like, no, we're having pizza. There's no question about it. We already know what's going on. It's a pizza night. And, you know, we did pepperoni last week. Can we do something different? Absolutely. Right. Let's put some buffalo chicken on that joint. Come on. Yeah. So just having uh, designated meal nights and then just deciding what we wanted for lunch, I think that was a little different. Right. 
So let's transition then into putting that grocery list together from when you do go to the store. What I do first? What do you do do? Dude. <laughs> so first I write what our dinner meals are. And then for lunches, I usually kind of get the input of the family first. I kind of and ask you guys, I like, also what are you in the mood for? That we're only prepping lunches for three days because we tend to have leftovers after dinner. And so those leftovers become Thursday and Friday's lunch. Yes. I don't overwhelm. We don't overwhelm ourselves with preparing lunches all for the week. It's just like, what can we prepare for the first three days of the week? And then we use dinner leftovers for the rest of the week, which and that does way, make it easier for our us. Our refrigerator is not filling up with, with leftovers. Nothing we're bad. U- we're utilizing everything. And by the time Saturday comes around, there is nothing left in the refrigerator like and i love it's great that. i mean we, we we may have to go out and buy a rotisserie chicken or something like that on a saturday to get us through um or you know we, we, we boil figure it out we boil eggs if, but i mean yeah. basically when saturday comes around there's nothing left in the refrigerator and we're we're starting fresh we're starting a new week and with new fresh food yes so now that you've you've planned your meals for the week you've you've figured out what lunch lunches we're having and i think we should also the whole communication piece i think if you are the primary one who a primary chef just getting input from your family is mm-hmm. going to help make the process more enjoyable for them and yeah. it's not going to be like i didn't want this it's well we talked about it together we talked about what we could have so just maybe even giving options like we could have this this or this what sounds better to you so that right. way it gets the family involved in like picking healthy meals and so that there's no Nobody complaining. Like, why are we eating this again? It's like, we talked about it before. Yeah. So it's like everyone's on board. Absolutely. You Before you go grocery shopping every week, you say, is there anything specific or special you want for lunch or dinner? I think it's important to get the whole family's input. I agree. Or at least giving options, you know, just saying like, this is what we're having and you're going to have it because that's what I'm cooking. It's like. Like you asked me was yesterday or, or this morning and I was like, I want to do Mediterranean this week. I was like, you know, we've. Haven't done that ever. That was and a I really was, good idea. I was like, I want some tzatziki in my life. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, let's let's do that for lunches this week. I, I was craving it, and we had never done that. And you're like, yeah, and it, absolutely. And, and having like simple meals for the week when you have a fun idea that's different and creative, I have plenty of brain power to think. Oh, I can add one new recipe in my toolbox like this week and that's all i have to worry about yeah we know how to make all the other meals but i'm down to try something new let's try let's find a healthy recipe for tzatziki sauce and we'll have some chicken tzatziki bowls and that'll be like a fun new add-in for this week that i've never done before we're gonna do lamb eventually but chicken was a good start for this it's a good good transition so yeah after getting the input from the family then we pick what lunches we want to have and then that's when i start making my list Talk this about your list. My list. Because I think I love your list. So for for anyone who doesn't know, um, I do have a blog and it's mostly, it started off mostly about food and it's kind of transitioned to more lifestyle, but there's still so many resources about food. And what I did was I constructed a shopping list that's divided into categories. There's protein, there's healthy fats, there's vegetables, there's pantry items. And I printed it off and I put little check boxes by I listed all of the protein that we could eat, mm-hmm. all of the vegetables that we could eat, pretty much all of the options that I think, number one, we eat, and number two, we should eat because they're very good for you. Right. Again, I did my research and I found out 
this is good for us. This has omega-3s or this has great nutrition. Um, um, it's nutrient dense. So after I did that, I made this list on the shopping list in Microsoft Word. I printed it off. I had my mom laminate it. <laughs> Your mom loves to laminate. Well, yes. And we don't have access to a laminator because she's not working anymore. But when she was. Oh, she's working. Well, she's got she, a different yeah. job. <laughs> you know what I mean. But she's not where she was. <laughs> so she laminated this checklist of a shopping list that I created. And it makes shopping or making a list so much easier for me because all I do is check a box. And you use dry erase Dry markers. erase markers. I don't waste any paper anymore. Nope. I felt like I was making list after list every week and wasting so much paper. And now it's. And it's I not like you're one... carrying this big list to the store either. You, no. you take a picture of it and it's on your phone. Yeah. So I check off what we need. I snap a photo on my my Apple iPhone. and Shameless plug. That's what I use. So I go to the grocery store and I'll just take a peek at my phone just to see what I need. And that's it. It's easy. I think it is. Now, is that list available anywhere or can we make it available somewhere? It is available, but I thought we were saving that for the resources I know, part. We will, but we'll mention it again. Yes. Yeah, so, so just tune into the end of the episode. Ooh, <laughs> reason to listen in a little bit longer. We will tell you where to get that list a little bit later on. If it sounds intriguing to you. Yes. And it should. <laughs> so after we make our shopping list, then I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing in the grocery store. There's right. no oh, we could have this, or mm, let's try this. It's, I know what I'm in there to get, and right. I'm on a mission. Yeah, you're in and out. I mean, I, I It's amazing it how quick you go and, and come back. Like 30 minutes. Yes. I've, I should probably set a timer. Like, how quick can I grocery shop? Because I have got, I've got the system down. And yeah. we go to Giant, and luckily for us, Giant is, like, I can literally stay on the rim of the grocery mm-hmm. store and not have to go in any aisles because the produce is right there as soon as you walk in. The organic section is in the corner. And I make my way to the dairy section, which is also on the outside of the grocery store. Then it goes to the proteins. And I really don't Very have, rarely do you spend time in, in the middle aisles either. Like, unless you need a specific spice or something like that. And we it's don't all eat outside. processed foods. Right. And... That's what's mostly in the middle of Giant. Yeah. F that. <laughs> it's not good fuel for our bodies. I need to respect my body, and that's just not going to It's not gonna do it for me. So, yeah, after the grocery store, uh, we come home. Everything has a place. We know where vegetables go mm-hmm. in the fridge. That's another thing, just having a place. Oh, my goodness. I thought somebody was asleep there for a second. I think she had a bad dream. Um, so just having a place the milk in your milk run dry. Oh God, stop it! <laughs> Don't make me laugh. She's on me. Sorry. So, um, anyways. But yeah, like, just like we have a place for everything in our kitchen, our tools, we have a place for everything in our fridge. We know that you know. And our pantry. And our pantry. So because we know where everything has a place, it makes just putting away the groceries easier. And when we need something, we know exactly where to go to get them. And it's not just me that knows where it is. It's everyone in our family yes, does. It's very easy. It's a team effort when you get home. All hands on deck. We empty those bags. And within five minutes, everything's put away. May, uh, probably even two minutes. I think five minutes is, is probably a little over generous. <laughs> and I do make sure not only to include you know, things we're going to have for dinner, things that we're going to have for lunch. I also make sure we talk about snack choices. We are a family that loves snacks that are easy to grab and go. Mm-hmm. Like we take the time to make lunch. We take the time to make dinner. We take the time to make our own breakfast in the morning. 
But when it comes to snacks, it is nice having healthy snacks that are easy mm-hmm. to just grab and go. So I will say that we are a fans of Lara bars. They're made with only like two or three ingredients. So RX bars. RX bars are great. We sometimes keep those little cheeses in there. Um, oh, the baby bell. Baby bell. Yeah. We have those in there. You know, we Shit's have carrots good. that we can easily grab and go. Bananas, apples. Even pepperoni. And I'm going to shout out to my the company Applegate. Applegate is a great meat company and they make some banging pepperoni. And it's so yeah. nice to just like grab a couple handfuls of them if I'm really hungry and just know that, hey, it's not like the healthiest healthiest of choices but it's it's healthy enough and right. it's an easy snack choice to help me if i need something quickly instead of leaning on i should let me go to wawa or let me go to wendy's it's like there's it doesn't tempt me anymore because i know that what we have is way better for me yes what up applegate <laughs> so yeah picking snacks that are easy for your family that everyone loves I think is a plus and helps make it a little less chaotic Mm -hmm. that knowing that you don't have to prepare the snacks too. It's just something that you can grab and go like peanut butter, uh, grab an apple. Um, But yeah, and then almonds, I think we because we do planning every week, we look at just one week ahead. We don't look at two weeks. We don't look at three weeks. Right. We 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 have low expectations. We plan for the week. It's just one week because I think thinking too far in advance is just too overcomplicated and we don't buy in bulk we don't we just buy as we need and i love that because we don't have anywhere to store that stuff and trying to think about where to store it just kind of stresses me out like if i buy like 15 boxes of pasta because oh my god they're a great price it's like (laughs) they're 30 cents off oh my god where am i gonna store all that pasta it's like where i feel like some of us are trained to think we need to buy in bulk to save money but really we don't right Sometimes we don't even end up using it. It goes bad before we can use it. So I think just having one week to plan, it's very um, calming for me and for you and mm-hmm. for the family to think about just one week in advance and that's it. Yeah. So we, we know what we're doing as far as dinners go and, and those don't take any further planning until we get to those points. So let's talk a little bit about meal prepping lunches and, and the steps you go through on prepping those lunches. Again, we had to find a rhythm, so we decided the weekends were going to be for shopping and the weekends were going to be for preparing lunches. Mm-hmm. So after we find out, like like for this week, we wanted to do chicken tzatziki bowls. And knowing that I had to go to a brunch today, I said, how can I make preparing lunches a little bit easier since I know I have something to do today? So instead of cooking the chicken myself or baking it, I decided I'm going to go for that healthy shortcut and buy a rotisserie chicken. doesn't Delicious. have to be complicated. I'm just going to buy a chicken that's already cooked and that's going to save me a ton of time because I know that I want to see my friends and enjoy that time and not have to stress about cooking lunches. So sometimes we pick healthy shortcuts yeah, and that's completely okay. I try to pick as close to real foods as possible and it works. So I usually will prepare it on Sunday. Usually Sunday's my day. Right. Sunday's kind of like my downtime day and I love it now and it doesn't take me a long time. I think I got it down to like an hour of my day I'm prepping yeah. for lunch. So half hour at the grocery store yep. and then an hour to prep the lunches and then boom, done. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes Easy. my sister helps me and sometimes you might help. I pulled that chicken today. You did pull that chicken. Yeah. So it's a great bonding experience too. Like again, it's not that I have to prepare lunches. It's I'm able to prepare lunches and do what's right for my body to help me 
just live life to the fullest. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's so true. Like once you start eating good and putting good stuff in your body, you're always happy. You're always energized. I have more patience with my job, with you. There's just, I mean, I'm guessing I'm going into the benefits, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah, but I I think there's a good segue because that was the next thing. And so, you know, I I think we've covered really all the steps. It's just, again, it's just a matter of, of doing it, but having a plan organizing having a plan and then putting that plan into action and not overcomplicating it it, guys again keep it simple guys keep it simple it doesn't have to be a fancy recipe every day i mean a good meal could just be chicken broccoli and some roasted potatoes and that's it there's you don't have to overcomplicate it so just kind of go back to the basics of choosing as whole foods as possible and then just adding a little pizzazz to it some spices or an extra sauce like I feel like we are always comparing ourselves on social media and what our friends are doing or what restaurants are serving. And we shouldn't do that. Just go back to the basics. Yes. Yes. Simple. Simple isn't easy. Simple is not easy. The easy way would be to go into the McDonald's parking uh, drive through. That's easy. So what we're doing, it's simple, but it's not easy. Does that make sense? But it can be easy. Once you get in, I think when you get in that routine and it becomes a routine, but that you don't even think yes. about it. It's, it's, I think the hard part is making that transition. And I think that's what I mean is that, yes, it's once you learn your rhythm and you learn what foods work for your body and you learn how to not overcomplicate it, it becomes your own rhythm and it becomes easier for you. But in the beginning, it's going to be hard because you're going to be tempted by all of the things that are around your home by maybe what your coworkers are eating. Like to me, that's an, an, an easy opt out. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like cooking, so I grabbed this. Right. You know, well, Taco Bell's right there, so I just went there. That's the easy way. So in the beginning, I think it's going to be hard work. Yeah. And, that's a, and, and I do want to kind of get in the benefits because I think this is a, a appropriate time. But because we plan lunches, there's no excuse for us to say, I didn't have time this morning. There really isn't. It takes two minutes to, to throw the bowl again, together. Changing your wording. Yeah. Instead of, I didn't have time, I didn't make the time. Yeah, you didn't make the time. Come on, you, two minutes is, is is not a lot of time to, to put something in, in a lunch bowl or, or yes. something like that. But it's yeah. so time has been a, a huge thing. When I'm not, when I when, when you take lunch to work, you're then not spending money. So financially. Not spending money driving if you yeah. have to go somewhere or buying the food. So, you know, we're, there's less time preparing lunches in the morning. You're saving money there. Less time at the grocery store when you have a plan and you a know rhythm. where everything is going. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so wonderful. Every time you say rhythm, I keep wanting to sing. The rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Rhythm is gonna get you. Oh, no, <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, I had to get to that part. It's yeah. my favorite part. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing is because we're only buying for just the week, again, a monetary savings. We're not going overboard on spending money all. on food. But then we're, we it don't have to... With- yeah, I will say it helps with budgeting. It helps with budgeting. Because once you find your rhythm, it's like I spend around this average amount. So then we can, it kind of helps when we're planning on saving money. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we have to save this amount of money estimated for grocery shopping because now it's like we know around how much we use per week. Right. And then because we're using up everything in the refrigerator, we don't have to clean the refrigerator out that often. We're not worried about food expiring. We're not worried about something being in there that's two years old. And so it's it, it saves that us that time too of, of cleaning and worrying about stuff that that's going bad. So we're we're wasting less. 
we're less stressed because we have a plan. We know exactly what we're eating every night. And I, I would say we're less stressed, but I would say you're probably less stressed since you've been doing most of the cooking and Absolutely. knowing exactly what you're doing when you come home instead of saying, ah, oh, crap, what the hell am I going to make for dinner tonight? I have no idea. I'm going to have to look, and then Lucille's going to be hungry, and I'm going to have to take care of her, and it's just going to be a mess tonight. It's almost like, like a chain reaction. Like yeah, if you it, don't it have a plan is. and you don't know what you want for dinner, it's like you're searching on the internet, and then what if, like, you know, Lucille starts crying, it's like, oh, God, and it's like you don't want to have the patience to deal with Lucille because you're stressing out about what to cook and what's in your fridge to find. So I feel like that negative domino effect can happen quickly if you don't have a plan and you don't have something already ready in your fridge to go for what you want to make. And I want to say the the last benefit that I really have for meal planning, and you may have something else, but I think it – it's easier to improve your overall diet. And, and I know you and I don't like the term diet as far as like a fad saying of a way to lose weight. Like our diet is what we eat and Correct. it's what we bring into our house. So I think it's much easier for us to have an, a healthier diet because we do the meal planning. We know what we're bringing in the house and we're not tempted to bring in something outside. We're not tempted to go to fast food. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a it, again you said it's a snowball effect and and it's really what what goes on with us it, it's a lot easier to eat healthy so there's a lot of great reasons to start meal planning and you know we hope this is motivating you to want to do the same so Jill do you have any more benefits or do you want to dive into our our I lovely f- resources <laughs> I feel like you covered a lot of it and I just wanted to go back into just family bonding time and yeah not doing it by yourself if you don't have to and involving the kids that is how they're going to learn like the reason why i love cooking so much is because my mom involved me in the process mm-hmm. my grandmother did it so getting them involved and thinking that it's not just something that i have to do by myself it's a chore for me again go back to i'm able to cook i want to share this experience with my family with my kids because i want them to know how to do it too right um i think that's great but yeah, and then just the benefits of feeling good, clear skin, healthy joints. I don't have headaches. I don't have brain fog. I have tons of energy. You know, anytime we have ailments, a lot of people think I got to go to the doctor and get medicine, but it really stems a lot from what you're putting in your body. Right. So I think that's important to note. Awesome. <laughs> kind of want to call BS on the brain fog. Well, but at least for the last 24 hours. Last 24 Although hours. You did great rough. today. Huh? I know. You've my, done great on this my episode. speech has been real slurry. I, I, I sounded like Missy Elliott. Listener, never, 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 never. Like, I feel like I could have been a background singer on one of her songs. It's just been tough. I almost thought I was pregnant, but I'm not, guys. No, we we took the test. Nothing to (laughs) announce today. So, for those of you who are looking for a good resource to help them start meal planning, Jill, shameless plug. So, the resource that I have to share today is a blog called thecleanandsimplelife.com. And it's my blog. And I'm very passionate about nutrition and health and wellness. That's why I became a nutrition and wellness consultant because it's it's fun for me. It's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy helping people thriving and just helping them simplify what they think is complicated. So if you need ways to eat healthy but not overcomplicated, I have so many resources on healthy shortcuts I have a, a long blog post, well it's not long, but it just goes into more detail about designated meal nights and how you can tweak it for your family. I have 
shopping list on there, that grocery shopping list that I made for me and my family, if you think you could benefit from that and you want to start incorporating that or just even just try it out to see if it works. I have that on my blog. I have even some sample meal plans to help you get started if you're like, I have nowhere to start. So if you need any of those resources, please visit thecleanandsimplelife.com. I have tons and tons of resources on there to help you keep your kitchen sane, keep your life sane, and just simplify cooking in your life because it shouldn't be complicated. Eating healthy should not be complicated. And if it is, you're doing it wrong. So let me help you. I would love to. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have a resource for a laminator? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, you can get contact paper. I know they sell that Ooh, at Michael's. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. All right. So let's get into that quote of the day. Jilly. <laughs> the quote of the day today is by Albert Einstein. There are two Good ways. Old Al. <laughs> I just think of Al like the Al, the alien. Wasn't that his Alf. name? Oh, Jesus. Jilly. This is the. There's something going on. Al Bundy. I, yeah, there's there something go. going on in here. Maybe I am pregnant. I got to take a second test. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, there are two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm being super silly. Sorry, guys. Back to the quote of the day. Um, there are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And again, our take action from this episode, from this quote, is just to remember that each day is a miracle. And no matter how cheesy or cliche that sounds, it is so true. And I, we just need to treat it as though it is. And this is just going to change your perspective on so many things, including cooking. So just take the time to fuel your body well, because this is the one vehicle you have. You were born in this vehicle. You need to treat it well. So you can nourish it and just go on so many fun adventures in your life. So just, I think we all need just to take a step back and realize like we can't do anything in life unless we're nourishing our body the best we can. And it all goes back to our food. And I mean, there's other factors, environmental factors, but I mean, really it's our input. Like what you keep around you, what you're putting in your body, that's what's going to make you have a great life. Couldn't have said it any better. Okay. I did my best this episode. You did wonderful. I didn't slur that much. No, like, you were good. Man, my language yeah. has been really tough lately. But thank you guys for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Click that little notification button to let you know when the next episode's live. Leave us a review. Um, tell your friends. Um, if, if, so, if you know somebody who could use some good meal planning tips, this podcast is a good episode for them. So, And it's always fun hanging out with you guys. So yes. thank you for letting us into your lives, your car, We're very your homes. Grateful. It's really cool doing this. So everyone have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.